Are you ready to start recording? I'm still putting together the sound effects for the show. I thought you're telling a story about American Sign Language. Right. So why do you need sound effects? I think it will be a, a great promotional hook. Come hear the sounds of silence. Don't do it. Listen to the sounds of silence. You do know putting your index finger in your mouth is not an official sign. How about this? I don't know what it means when you stand there with your hands at your sides. Silence is golden. Everybody wants to direct. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, and in episode 33, it doesn't take much imagination to know how a third-generation New Yorker would sound ordering a knish from a pushcart. But if the customer were deaf and using sign language, how would that look? Turns out, very New Yorkish. Even though this is a podcast, and you can't see the Empire State Building in the background, or the guy with the knish cart near the curb, you can still tell it's New York City. It's at the corner of Tidy Tide and Tide. Believe it or not, I still understand that. Here's another way to tell. Fair warning, you'll need to use your imagination. That's the sound of two deaf people, one a New Yorker, the other a tourist, communicating using American Sign Language, or ASL. The tourist knows she's in New York City, and not because she has her eyes open. Like my toity toid and toyed friend, the deaf New Yorker also has a New York accent. It's not because deaf New Yorkers use totally different signs. There's no sign for coffee and a different one for coffee. The difference has to do with linguistics. In 1817, Thomas Gayudet, a Yale graduate, opened the American School for the Deaf in Hartford, Connecticut. He was inspired by teaching methods he learned at a National French Institute, which used sign language to communicate with deaf students. Gayadet's ASL, like English, is a natural language. Now, that's a linguistic term. It might not mean anything to you. But English is also a natural language. So think about this. English has its own lexicon, its own grammatical rules, its ways of expressing possession and tense. ASL has all that, too. English also has style. When you have style, accents are not far behind. Now, there are five parts to ASL. The hand shape, the hand location, the hand movement, for example, from side to side, the palm direction, toward or away from the signer, and facial expression. Change some or all of them, and... It's at the corner of tidy tide and tide. Only in ASL, a New York accent is easier on the ears. Take the South. I believe Sherman did. Sorry. Life is more casual and fluid there. So a deaf person might sign like this. While a New Yorker might sign like this. <sighs> the differences in signing can reach a point where it becomes a challenge for two deaf people to understand each other. But where do these changes come from? I asked Dr. Casey Thornton, adjunct professor of deaf studies at California State University, Northridge. She told me that Sometimes a person wants to show her identity as part of a community. Imagine a deaf person who consciously chooses to identify with the New York City deaf culture. Part of that identification is using the signs, the gestures, the overall style of a New York accent. Another example, politics. When deaf students were segregated by race, each group developed different ways of signing. Now, sometimes we find accents charming, colorful, and they may even be entertaining. But there's a line here. According to Dr. Thornton, when variations within a language are the target of ridicule or misunderstanding, 
Making judgments based on them can be very detrimental. So keep this in mind. Just because a deaf New Yorker signs more rapidly and aggressively than her Georgia cousin, that doesn't mean she's not as kind or considerate as a hearing New Yorker who greets you with, Hey, this is New York! Get out of my face! Let me think about that. And that's a story I call Talk of the Town. My thanks to Dr. Casey Thornton. Thanks, too, to Peter Desberg for providing directions to whatever's at the corner of 33rd and 3rd these days. And, of course, thanks to my wife, who always seems to know when I'm overdoing things. No danger of that when I say I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern with another little-known story about well-known stuff. Let's chat then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted production of the Theater of Your Mind, Incorporated, Hollywood, California.